Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mama's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong moms, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. Today is Friday. I'm recording this podcast. It is starting to actually get cool outside. Tomorrow is the first of October. I'm in a really good mood. This is my favorite time of the year. Totally done and over with with summertime. Summertime to me, it's just so overrated. I'm so ready for the cooler sweater weather and all that pumpkin spice stuff. Yes, I am definitely a classic white girl, (laughs) even though I'm half, if y'all didn't know, I'm half Hispanic and half white. But when it comes to pumpkin spice, I am definitely all about it. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about CrossFit competitions. And I'm not saying I am like the pro, the master, I know everything. But I have been doing CrossFit for going on three, probably about three years now. I started right before COVID happened. That's how I can remember when I started this journey. And that was early. Actually, it was the ending of 2019 going into 2020. Um, and I have done three competitions since then. I am signed up for a fourth competition that is going to happen in November. It's the Girls Gone RX. Um, I'm really excited to do that one. It's a a three-partner workout or competition. So anyways, what I wanted to do is just share with you guys, even though I haven't done like a ton of competitions, I have... I've, I've done three local competitions um, in Texas, and I feel like even just doing those three, I have learned a lot. There's every time I do a competition, I feel like I get another viewpoint or other ideas on like, how can I improve? How can I get better? How can I prepare better for the next competition? And I remember how nerve wracking my first competition is. And I'm I'm not going to like, <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but you still get nervous, right? Right. Like I, I, every time, every event, like you get the butterflies and you get all that. Um, I don't think that fully goes away, but it's still it's not as bad as the first time, because the first time I had no idea what to expect. And as you're going to see, as I share through this journey of the competitions, I'm going to share with you guys like what worked, how we prepared, what I would have done different. How did we do Um and all that great stuff. So that way you can kind of like take that knowledge for yourself and, and and do what you want with it. And then at the end, I am going to give you guys like the big takeaways, like what I would recommend bringing to competition. How would you practice for the events? How would you go about the events? Luckily, a lot of these um, local CrossFit competitions will release the events ahead of time. And so you can kind of get an, you already have an idea of what you are going into. So how to prepare for that, even like what to eat the day of, I think that's important, what to do it, what I would recommend even like doing in between events 
um, all that good stuff. So that is what we're all going to talk today. And I'm going to try to, I have notes here. I'm going to try to remember to share everything. Um, but, you know, if I forget something and I think it's still important, I'll try to add it to the show notes. So let's get started. And so my first CrossFit event was called Paranormal. It was on a Friday the 13th, and I believe it was in 2020 or 2021. I didn't go back and look at the days. I don't think that really matters. But um, it was a really, it was a really neat, well put together competition. It was at Odessa CrossFit and uh, in Odessa, Texas. And it's called Paranormal. And it was, um, like I said, Friday the 13th, which was really cool. So what they did, most competitions are, are like in the morning. This competition was in the evening. We did not, I think I finished, we finished up there and left like at 2 a.m. <laughs> it was like, it was, it was kind of crazy. Um, and so that one was my first competition. We had, uh, it was me and another CrossFit trainer from the gym that I uh, teach at named Sarah. And she is usually like my go-to partner wad person. (laughs) And so we're like, hey, let's do this competition together. We asked around to our friends that have been doing CrossFit for a lot longer than we have. And they all recommended that for your first competition, you go in beginner, even if you think you could do intermediate or uh, just to try it out, just to kind of get your feet wet, go into do and do beginner. And so at that CrossFit competition, we totally dominated. We got first like... It was, it really looking back, I wish we would have went intermediate because I feel like it was a great experience um, even doing beginner. But at the same time, I'm really curious. I was really curious to see how we would have competed with intermediate, even though there was really good competition at intermediate, right? Um, and there was some some decent competition in beginner too. So one thing that was, like I said, really helpful for with all these CrossFit competitions, as it gets closer to the date, watch on like their social media, whoever's putting it on, and they will release the workouts. And so when that happens, immediately me and my partner would go and let's just go try it. Let's just go trial. Let's go run through it. And then we assess at the end, okay, like what, how did that go? Where can we improve? time? Where were we slowing down? Where were we not being consistent at on and really kind of, um, you know, going about it in that way. And I really don't want to get too uh, technical about all the every single event. Um, I think at the end, like I just want to kind of give you guys my overall experience of each of these competitions. And then at the end, that's really where I want to dive into like the details and the nitty gritty on like what I would what we did to prepare and how and, and all that good stuff. So um, like I said, this one was awesome. As a first one, it was really well put together. We um, did have a little bit of issues with our judge as far as counting. That's one thing I have really learned, guys, in these competitions that help and matter a lot is your judge. Getting a good judge makes a huge difference as far as rep counting and keeping up, helping you keep up with reps and actually even counting them correctly. Yes, I've, as you'll see as I go through talking about our competitions, we had uh, one of the competitions where our judge, and I'm, I'm tr- I don't want to like bash anybody, but she was not a good judge like she just she was miscounting reps and and all kinds of stuff so anyways we'll talk about that in a minute so back to the paranormal experience um that like i said it was really well put together 
Um, that would be the only thing that I would have done different is we would have maybe done intermediate just to see where we landed. But overall, it was a really good experience for our first time. We are very, the, the gym that I work through, I'm very fortunate that not only are the owners and other people that train at the gym or teach at the gym, coaches, we're all very close. And so th- we had like a whole like group of people there to uh, help cheer us on and to be there as our support team. And I'm not kidding, guys. It makes all the difference to have somebody there to support you. So if you're doing your first CrossFit competition or any CrossFit competition, if you've never had like people from your gym come and like be your cheerleaders and be there with you to hang out between events, it is awesome. Awesome. It is like totally the only way I would do it. Um, they there's been times at the competitions where they've left to go like get us food or do other things. And we me and whoever I'm competing with are always like, I can't wait till they come back. Like it just calms your nerves, it makes you feel just more at ease, and it just it's really awesome when you're doing the events and you can like hear people screaming your name and telling you to go and just cheering you on. It's like, it's really awesome. So highly recommend that. That is like bringing your own like cheer, cheer, cheer group is like a must. Um, so that was the first one. I really don't have much to say as far as, like I said, what I would do differently. I think we did really, really good overall for the events that we did. Um, like I said, since it was beginner, some of the events were like, they were pretty, pretty easy for us. Not that they didn't get us winded and they didn't like, we didn't exert ourselves. It was is easy in the sense of the movements we could do very well. And also we could move through them really fast. So like I said, we just really dominated that whole event, uh, that whole competition in that division. The next time we, I competed was a three person competition. So I competed with Sarah, which I had competed with before and I competed with Kimbra. She is the other CrossFit trainers. So at the gym and we did, it was called Tres Amigos and it was in, I forgot what gym in San Angelo, Texas. It was actually the same people that had put on Paranormal were putting on this competition. I guess it was like an organization. I think they're called the Z Life or something like that. If you want to like look them up on social media, but they are the ones like that would put on the competition. So I saw we saw a lot of the same people. I had the same MC. He's freaking awesome and fun, and it just was a really good uh, experience as far as that. Now this is the one that I we would have done a lot of things differently. Like I said, this was our this was my first time competing our uh, intermediate all three of us it was our first time now there were some movements on the workouts that if going back I we would have really reviewed the reviewed the movements better and the requirements and the two exercises that really got us were the chest of our pull-ups and the handstand push-ups and I'll explain why right now so the handstand push-ups when we asked them how they were going to be done. They're like, oh, well, we have these mats, right, for your head that you can use. Okay, cool. At our gym, we have ab mats too, and we use those. Now, this is what was very, it was very deceiving, um, is when we got into that competition, it was our first event, and we got last in our heat because of this. Um, it, it, it totally uh, took us by 
<laughs> it took us by surprise how flat their ab mats were. So our ab mats are pretty cushiony. And so when, you know, you come down and you rest your head on it, you know, it's firm. Their ab mats, when you came down, your head went to the ground. Like there was no cushion. It was so deceiving. And so um, when we did that, I ended up having to do majority of the handstand push-ups and I completely tanked. And so it was uh, it was very defeating. <laughs> it was. And it wasn't a really good start for the competition. That was like I said, that was our first event. And we're like, oh, shit. Um, we didn't get last out of our division. But I mean, we didn't do that great. We, uh, I think the well, the whole competition, we kind of stayed like, in the middle, we ended up like in the middle of the the rankings. And I think we got like seventh out of 14 or something like that of teams. So anyways, that was a big eye opener. The next thing uh, was the chest to bar pull ups in there. I'm I was the one that I'm the one that was more stronger in gymnastics. And so I did a lot. I was pulling more of the gymnastics weight and the other girls were doing more of the lifting or, you know, whatever the workout was. And I'll talk about that in a minute about playing off each other's strengths and weaknesses. But uh, so I ended up with a lot of gymnastics. And so the chest to bar pull-ups from my, I'm thinking chest to bar. And so you guys got to realize I'm still at that point, like I'm new to CrossFit still. Like I hadn't been doing it for that long. And honestly, like at my gym, I'm I'm probably the most advanced uh, CrossFitter at my gym. And because we're all, it's a new gym. Like we legit like started with the gym. Everything's new. So we're like, a lot of it is learning as we go. So it's not like I had like this mentor or have this mentor at my gym that, you know, helps me along or gives me tips or like I can like watch like I kind of am the mentor and I'm learning as I'm going. So when I thought chest to bar, I thought as long as my chest is above the bar, I did not realize like for it to be a required like a legit chest to bar, I had to touch my chest on the bar. Now, I will say this also, guys, I feel like if you got big boobs, you got advantage on this one. I do not have an advantage. I have trip I have double triple eight boobs. Like, like I'm not even joking. Like I don't, I'm flat chested. So what was really hard for me when I realized that, and we're we're like preparing, right? Like we're warming up before this event we realize the heat that goes before us and we start realizing that the requirement is touching your chest to the bar. I'm like, what the? And so I'm like going outside and I'm practicing this. Well, because I have to pull closer because I wasn't touching my my chest before. I was just getting my chest, you know, above the bar. I thought that's what chest to bar meant. So anyways, I'm doing this movement and it's having to pull closer to pull my chest to the bar was totally throwing off the rhythm of my kipping. And so it was, it was like, it wasn't pretty guys, but I was like, we're just going to have to roll with it. We're going to have to go with it. And so when it came to that event, I just did the best I could. And then also one of the other girls was able to get a few in here and there to really help me out. Um, It was, we grinded guys, like that whole competition was a grind for us. And not only that, is that competition was co-ed. So we were going, so we were all female, three female team going against teams of all men. And I know, I know like you're like, okay, well, you know, it should be all equal or whatever. And it it is to a point like, you know, there was an event at the end that was just like go balls to the wall, kill yourself event. And it had bike in there. And of course the guys had more calories. But at the same time, guys, like you 
no matter how you want to spin it, like men are just stronger and they're just built more for activity. I don't know if I'm going to regret saying this, but I'm just, that's just my honest opinion. Like that last event, it was, uh, it was the event that we really kind of redeemed ourselves because it was purely cardio. Like it was, there was nothing in there that wasn't like super heavy. There wasn't any gymnastics move. It was literally, it was a buy-in of a bike. It was box, like it was a chipper workout, tons of box jump overs, tons of wall ball throws. And I can't remember. I think, I think that was it. It was like a pyramid chipper with those two movements. And then you end again on the bike. So it was literally like who can kill themselves. And we almost, we almost got those guys that the three team that were beside us. And I think they, they got first in the heat. Like we were going back and forth the whole event. It took like 30 something minutes. Like that event was the longest event we had. And uh, we still, we kept up with them like on the wall balls and the box jump overs. But once we got all got on the, once the bike at the end happened, they like, that's where they excelled and they like went, um, they, they blew past us. And so I do uh, feel like that does play a part. I have seen that whenever you're doing um, events where you're co, there's co versus um, like, say, for example, if it's just all females, like you're going female to female, like those are the competitions I personally like better. All the other, the other two competitions that we've done were like that. Like, so the groups, like if you're female, you're going against females. If you're males, you're going against males. Um, and and uh, so anyways, that's what I prefer. That's just a preference. And that's just my kind of point of view and spin on it. Um, but yeah, so that was the Tres Amigos. And like I said, we placed like seven out of 14th. Like we weren't at the end. We weren't at the beginning. We were kind of in the middle. We were just like that whole event was eye opener and grind. And trust me, when I came back to the gym, I do not do handstand pushups with our mats uh, folded. I do it unfolded where it's as slow as the ground as I can get because I am like, I'm never going to let that that feeling happen to me again of, oh shit, because we really had no idea until we actually got in that event and started doing the handstand pushups that we realized how there was not any cushion in that ab mat for our head. And so, yeah, anyways, that that was not a good feeling to be like that caught off guard. Anyways, last event was the most recent. It was called Rip It and Grip It. I can't remember what CrossFit gym, but it was in San Antonio, Texas. This one I did with Kim, Sarah at the time. She just had her baby, actually, like last week. But she's been pregnant, so my like usual go-to partner for – uh, workout. She's not around. So Kimbra's been my, my homegirl for that. And we did really good. Um, we actually got first and intermediate on that. And I am so proud of us because um, we were told by another team that it was like pretty much neck and neck with us and another and these other two girls. And we were told by another group of girls that they were really excited when we won instead of them because that they should have been an RX, like they could do the RX movements, but that um, for some reason at the last minute, they dropped down into intermediate. And I guess because they thought they were going to be a for sure win if they did intermediate, I'm thinking. And so that's kind of crappy. Like if you know you can like compete in a higher division, then just go for it. That's why I kind of wish going back on that first uh, CrossFit event, we would have 
done intermediate, but everybody just kept telling us, no, just do beginner, just do beginner. Um, even though there was some movements that were going to be really challenging for us in intermediate, uh, we weren't proficient in anything. It still would have been more of a challenge, but it, it's kind of shitty whenever you like proficiently um, work, like can do something and not, and you just like decide to go down a division just so you know you can win. So that one, we were neck and neck, like literally, I think there was a couple of events where the last event where it was really a tiebreaker, like between us and that other, those other two girls, the other team, it was, we legit won by just a couple of points. Like we won overall by one point. Let's put it that way. It was, it was neck and neck. And so every second, every rep truly did count. And and that's something that I would recommend as you're going through the event to pay attention to how you're figure out who is your biggest competition. I'm not so, for example, going into even like the second one where we did not get first, we got like in the middle. We're not looking at comparing ourselves to the first place at that point. We're comparing ourselves to who's around us, who is who is like gaining up on us and who could like if we did a little bit better, we can we can move up above them. So that's what I would always kind of do is kind of look around at like who's your competition, who's your close competition and use that to fuel you to keep going harder. And if you can, if they're in a heat before you, watch them, see what they did and how they did and go within that mindset, like I gotta do better than that. And that's how we, that's how I approach it. And so this, the rip it and grip it was awesome. And um, in the sense of the, that we won, but out of all the competitions we've done, it was the least organized. So one thing that... I did not like, there's a couple of things I didn't really care for about this competition. I'm not sure if I would, I would go back to it is that they did not have the lanes for the heats marked off. So all the other competitions we've done, they're like, okay, they will announce like this team, you're going to be in lane six or whatever, right? This one, they said that, but there was no designated lanes. There was no like chalked off or taped with like a sticker or a, a sign or something saying like this. This is lane eight. And so it caused a lot of confusion, especially because the way some of the workouts were, especially in the last event, we had chest of our pull-ups and it was like, that one was horrible. <laughs> that event was horrible. So first event and on top of all this guys, so it's not very organized well in that sense. And then on top of that, we got a, our, the person that was our coach, not coach, I'm sorry, our why am I drawing a blank here? Our person that was supposed to be our, like counting our reps and everything, she was not counting them. And on top of that, she was miscounting them. And not, and, and it was like, it wasn't just a little bit. It was like to the point where our first event, we actually had another girl that was watching come over and be like, no, no, no. Like you're on rep. Like you're, you're doing more than you should. And it was like, it was that bad. And so, and she wasn't even like, I didn't, we didn't even know her. Like she was just like she, and then later on she came and said, yeah, my friends had her, 
as the 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 person counting the reps for the 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 heat before and she like totally miscounted so she's like I was making sure like for y'all and I was like oh thanks for looking out you know because when you're in there you're not thinking you're just like go I'm just moving I'm going I'm just you know you're not supposed to have to sit there and think about your reps that's the whole point of having a judge there to to count your reps and help you out and so you know, when you don't have that, and then on top of that, they're miscounting, like it's, and so we're wasting time arguing with her the first, uh, first uh, event, uh, we probably, we got second on the first event, we, we could have gotten first, right, it, like in some of these things, it's literally like the the difference between placing higher could be reps or seconds. And so this one, it, that one was really close too. So I feel like we kind of got jibbed on that sense because of our judge. But, you know, you can't, you just got to shake it off, right? And keep going. And then um, the third event was just a disaster because I'm five foot flat. I'm, I'm short, right? And they want to put me on this really tall pull-up bar. And I'm like, okay, this, this is not fair. Like y'all at least need to get me a box or do something like, and, and then I'm trying to communicate that with her and she's not getting it. And then I have to go find another judge to like try to help to explain like why I feel this way. Like I don't need to be here. I need to be somewhere else. Like this isn't fair to me as, as in, um, and then he's, and then he's acting like he's annoyed and he doesn't want to help me. And so we're just like trying to figure this out. And then finally somebody helps me. Right. But at the same time, no, they're, the MC is not paying attention like we're trying to figure this out I'm legit trying to figure this out and they start the timer and so we're supposed to start on the bike and I'm trying to set up so we we have to haul ass to the bike because the timer's going down like the countdown from 10 seconds you know to starting did not even have time to adjust our bike so whenever and it's like a buy-in and you have to haul ass on the bike because it was a buy-in and the rest was an AMRAP and it was like okay I we got to we got to bust through this bike and and really get to the AMRAP and do our best and have enough time because the girls that we were neck and neck with, we saw them the heat before and they were rolling through that AMRAP like nothing, you know? And so we're like, oh crap, we got to, we just got to kill ourselves on this bike to give ourselves more time for the AMRAP. So anyways, get on the bike and I'm like pushing with my toes because the seat's too high. It's, it's like, but you know what? We won that last event we did we beat them by like literally reps guys like just a few reps and so that is just that was a crazy event so when we won like it was it was a really good feeling that was probably my my favorite like moment in that event and it was funny because when we started that event so they always like when you come to an event, you ha they tell you like, OK, you got to be there. Like usually most of them are in the morning. So it's like, OK, you got to check in at eight and then we'll go over all the requirements and everything like at nine or something like right before they start. So whenever we went into the gym for them to explain everything, um, some uh, the MC was all like, so who's going to win today? And like nobody was like you know, getting hyped up and he asked it again. So then me and me and my uh, me and Kim were like, yeah, you know, and like looking back on it, it's kind of funny because we're like, you know, yeah. And then we end up uh, went up winning. And that, that's a that's just a really freaking awesome feeling. So I think for that one, what I would have done differently, I don't think we would have necessarily done anything differently, like going looking back, maybe 
maybe doing more prepping for the main list. So that's where I've noticed when we go to these competitions, we that's where we're a little bit mediocre is whenever there's a heavy Olympic lift because we're just really new to Olympic lifting and it's it's getting better. It really is. We didn't we actually did pretty good. I I say I say that, but we do pretty good on our Olympic lifting. But where we shine is we're gritty. Like we, if it's something that's cardio based and it's like their movements that aren't really hard. I mean, they're not saying that they're easy movements, um, but you could just really comes down to like the conditioning and who's got the most grit. Like that's where we shine is because we will kill ourselves um, to get ahead in that sense. So that was those three competitions. And then right now, uh, me, Kimbra, and then another girl, another trainer, but she's not a CrossFit trainer. She's a Les Mills trainer. On the other side, we, the gym I work at has a sister gym. It's the original gym, and they do Les Mills. And then we're ex- – and it's Fitness A28. And then I teach at Exalt A28, which is like we're, we're functional fitness. We're all CrossFit certified, but the um, gym itself does not have affiliation with CrossFit. Uh, so we So it's technically a functional fitness gym. And so anyways, Beth is the instructor on the other side that goes to my 930 um, exalt classes. And she's been like really doing like accelerating and she's awesome. And so she's going to join us for that, for the the Girls Gone Rx. And we're going to do that in Dallas. It's supposed to be October 12th and it got moved to to November 12th, which actually I'm kind or it was October 15th and got moved to November 12th. I'm actually really kind of like really excited it did because it's going to give us more time to prep because there is one, um, there's a couple event uh, events like this one is very miss. Uh, deceiving. We the events were already announced, which I think is really cool. So they announced all of them at once. I had a, a month of time. Usually they'll do them like a few weeks before. They'll do one like every week. They'll release it. This one was all of them at once, so that was cool. And I looked at them. We're like, we looked at them. We're like, oh, that's not that bad. Like we got this. We got this. We just ran through all of them like starting last week or the week before. I can't remember now. I think it's like it was last week. And we were like, oh, shit, like this is uh, wasn't expecting it to be that challenging. So we're really having to um, I guess this is the best way to like segue into talking about how to prep for a CrossFit competition. And I'm just going to kind of give you guys some based on what we what I have had to do into these other competitions. And maybe it'll give you some ideas of things. But one thing that we do no matter what, regardless of what movements there are is we do run throughs we we once we get the event we do a run through we don't we kind of have like a little bit of a game plan going in but we're like let's just get messy let's jump in there let's get it done and let's see what it feels like so see what the workout feels like and then and then analyze it at the end how did we do um where did we lose some time what do we got down really good what do we not got down really good what is somebody's weakness what is somebody's strength so we can play off of that like i said one of those comp- my sh- my strengths are gymnastics and so like i will if it's something that has gymnastics like for example this upcoming uh girls gone rx event has pull-ups and so I can knock those out like pretty pretty quickly and so I'm the one that's going to do the pull-ups so that means that the girls are going to pull their weight in another movement and so that gives so I don't burn out for that one movement so you always want to play on your strengths not saying that you shouldn't try to do things that are hard for you 
But at the same time, it's a competition, right? Like if you are, you know, maybe later on, what I like is that also these competitions can show you what your weaknesses are to work on. So for example, when I went to that competition to do the handstand pushups and I was like, oh shit, I am not, I'm used to doing them with like a bigger uh, mat, a thicker mat. Then I was like, okay, cool. Like I got to start doing it with less mat when I get back, you know? So it does help you to see what your weaknesses are, but really push and, and use your strengths when you're doing the competition, right? If it, And the good thing is, if you have a well-balanced team, like one person is good at this, the other person's good at that, and like some, your partner's good at what your weaknesses are, like I think that's a really great combination. And it just turns out or so happens, like the, the girls that I compete with, we have that. And, and I think it is a very good advantage, um, competitive advantage. So looking at that, that is the first thing I would do. Then figuring out what are those movements we really got to work on and how can we get better at those movements. So one a really good example of this right now for the Girls Gunner X upcoming event we have, they added at the last minute a buy-in of farmer carries like 55 pounds, kettlebell, 50-pound dumbbell, single arm, carries 600 meters but also one of us has to do a sandbag so it's like all three of us are doing a carry for 600 meters one person has a sandbag one person has a dumbbell one person has a kettlebell and we never mess with sandbags we don't even have a sandbag at that (laughs) at the gym and so uh Beth's husband had actually bought a sandbag during COVID time because they couldn't find any weights and they were like well I guess we could just like lift this sandbag right so she brings the sandbag from home and I mean this thing and we're thinking oh a hundred pound sandbag like I mean I can lift a lot more weight than that and it feels so different. Like, I'm like, okay, guy, like to the point where it was like today we we ran through that workout and it was pissing me off. Like just even getting the sand, it's such an awkward shape. Like even just getting the sandbag up and over and onto your shoulders so you can do the carry, it's, it is, it is way harder than it looks. And so that's why it's so important to run through these workouts, figure out what is your, your weaknesses and really just hammer those things until the competition. So I told, I told ladies, I was like, we got to do this at least once or twice a week. We got to start doing this and we got to start doing things that are going to help us with this sandbag. So just, uh, so we're going to do even next week, we're going to do an AMRAP where all it is, is we're going back and forth, picking up the sandbag and putting it on our shoulder because that's the hardest part. Once we get it on our shoulders, we can walk a pretty decent amount of pace, but it's just getting it up in a timely manner. And that workout is only 12 minutes. It's 12 minutes. So it's a 600 meter farmer carry of that. And then it's an AMRAP of like, like alternating box jumps, uh, throwing a a medicine ball over a box with your partner, like you're doing a sit up and then you throw the ball and then it's pull ups and it's like this AMRAP, right? It's only 12 minutes and it's taking us 10 minutes just to do the farmer's carry. (laughs) And so it's like, we want to have enough time to get to the AMRAP because when we did get to it, like we practiced it, like we're knocking that stuff off. Those are those movements are easy for us to move through. So we really want to get to those movements to rack up our points. And so anyway, so we're really going to practice that. Another thing is like I told the guy, I told the ladies, like, let's do um, let's do sandbag holds. So even just getting stronger at holding a sandbag, because for me, I'm trying to pick this shit up and I'm like, 
it, it's like even just holding it to put it over me is is a challenge. So just thinking about those kinds of things. Um, the other thing is most CrossFit competitions, they will have three to four events. Uh, one of them is usually a Olympic lifting um, max rep of something. So like the first competition, it was one partner had 10, you have 10 minutes. This was our second. And it's usually they'll put that event like in the middle of the competition. But it was their first competition. It was a 10 minutes to find a one rep max. Oh, wait, no, no, no. This one was different. It was like you have two minutes to attempt uh, every two minutes for 10 minutes or something like that. You can attempt a lift and I did a snatch you snatch any way you want and then it sh- and then Sarah did a clean and jerk and um so always keeping in mind like really watching out for those what is that big lift going to be and then really focusing on getting better at that lift before the event so I we once we knew what the big lift was and once we do on all the competitions then we start doing things to prepare so if it is for example the snatch I was like okay what is my weaknesses on the snatch and I practiced and I did things that were going to help me with that um for me, it is a lot of, it's not getting it up sometimes. It's just the stabilization I am uh, of having the lockout at the top. So like doing overhead squats with heavier weight would be something I would do to prepare. Uh, for example, right now we are, this upcoming competition, the big lift is a squat clean, which I'm excited about. I like squat cleans. Um, and looking at our weaknesses, it's once it gets to a certain weight, it's getting dropped in that hole and having a hard time getting out. So we're doing pause squats, heavy, heavy pause squats every week to get us stronger in the hole. Um, so it's just things like that, that, you know, being uh, really programming yourself to to set yourself up to have the to do the best performance possible. Um, and, you know, really running through the the events more than once to figure out what is the best way to go about and being efficient. Now, another thing that caught us off guard, like in our first competition, that when we were practicing, we were not aware it was going to be like this because it was our first competition. We didn't know what to expect, is you had a tag in your partner. So at the at the event lane, they had a mat And at the at the so every time you wanted to switch out with your partner, you had to go physically walk up to the mat and tag your partner in. So it's not like your partner is standing right next to you ready to go. Whatever you're doing when you're done, you had to like drop your weight and go up to the lane to your partner on the mat, touch them in. And and that in itself is wasting a few seconds every time versus the way we were doing it in the gym. In the gym, it was like, okay, like for example, say we had shared deadlifts, which I think we did in one event. It was like, okay, you stand on one side of the bar, I stand on the other side of the bar. Once I drop the bar, you grab it and pick it up. And that's how we were rehearsed, like going, running through this workout. And then come to, it comes like, to the event and it's like oh shit I have to drop this dumbbell I gotta run up there tag them in she's gotta run back down it's not like she's right there ready to receive the barbell so that is something to kind of think about maybe even something to ask um, because the competition that we did in San Antonio was not like that it was like your partner's just standing right there and they literally just grabbed the bar from you so 
different people do a different events. It depends on who's conducting the event, right? So you can always ask these questions ahead of time, but these are just some things to think about that you want to take into account when you are doing your, uh, when you're practicing the run-throughs because you don't want that stuff to kind of get you off when you don't want it to get your mindset off when you go in and be like, oh shit, this is different than what I thought it was going to be. And if it is, you got to like zone it out and you just got to go. You just got to like, don't let it get to you. Because, and that's another thing that I have learned that a lot of the stuff is mindset, like how you come into it, how you, you go about it. So keeping that in mind too, about the requirements of how things are supposed to be. Do not ever assume you know how it's going to be conducted or what they what they are going to say is the um, requirements, right? Once again, that comes even back to having a good judge. The last event we did in San Antonio, um, there was hand cleans on one of the events. And, you know, a lot of people, it should have been no rep. Like they were not fully extending so like you know hip having full extension at the top like there's just little things like that and it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way like going into the event and then like seeing all that ahead of time like the 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 round before us and we're like well shit we we're gonna have to just like keep going like and not you know kind of half ask them not fully stand up at the top or we're gonna run out of time like we're gonna they're gonna get us in that sense and I don't know uh, if you're kind of like picturing what this looks like, but it, it's like doing hand cleans, but I just bouncing it off, coming to your shoulders, bouncing off, coming to your shoulders and not really like full extension, not like standing it up and resetting. And so since people, that's another important thing, like watching the heats before you too, like what's going on, getting a really good idea. And we're like, oh, they're no, they're not no repping them. So we're going to have to do them like that if we want to be competitive as far as our time, because then we're going to lose time doing that. So that we had to go in there. It's not like, and I'm just being completely honest, like about the experience like that. So yeah, we were kind of half-assing reps, but how to do it so we could like be competitive. And at the sense, like, you know, and, and that's another thing too, like the judge, like on that last event, the Chesta bar, she wasn't even looking really, she wasn't even paying attention to us half the time. And so I could have like easily uh, half-assed those, but I didn't. I even had like one, somebody in our group be like, why did you do an extra, why were you doing extra pull-ups? And I was like, because I know what a Chesta bar is and I did not touch my chest on that bar and I did not feel comfortable like if we, because I knew like we were neck and neck to winning. Like if I got, if we got first and I knew I half-assed those reps, like I would have been upset with myself. So I, I took it into account to myself to, to d- make sure I did the movement correctly. So so anyways, that is some of the things to think about when you are practicing for that event. And you'll notice it's really cool. You want to make sure every time you practice the event, uh, the workout before the event is to keep up with your times and really analyze things, talk about things afterwards. How did it feel? Like, where were you feeling like, you know, we have to switch off? Because one thing is, especially when it comes to like these grittier workouts is it's all about who can keep a good pace and who can keep that pace up. So you always want to be thinking like, okay, where should we switch off on things so that way we are staying at a consistent pace? And that means you and your partner 
partner working really well together to know each other and to be honest and not about where, okay, about right here, I really need, like, I can't go anymore. Like, I got to switch in. You know what? You're better at that. So why don't you do those and I'll do more of this and letting your ego out the door. Like, you can't have an ego going into it. It has to be a joint teamwork uh, collaboration. And so it really is helpful when you're doing this with somebody that you trust and that you work well together. And then if you want having a plan B, because sometimes guys like you get into an event and you have it all planned out, you're like, oh, we're going to do it like this. But something happens where either something's not what you thought it would be or you're tanking. Like we have, I, we always have like a plan B and the plan B is always like, a lot of time plan B is just like, okay, just tag me in. <laughs> like, and, and if you, if this happens and we'll just figure it out and we'll just keep going and having really good communication. So if you are going to partner with somebody and you're some, and it's somebody that you've never really done workouts with, make sure y'all do a lot of partner wa- workouts together. So you get to know each other and y'all are really good at communicating when y'all need to switch off because you don't want there to be confusion. You want to think about how can I do all of this in the most efficient way possible. All right. So next, let's talk about what to bring to comp. One thing that's really awesome about our um, our team, our Exalt family, is the owner is so we're spoiled. Like, I'm just going to be straight up like we're spoiled. So she is she brings like all the comfy chairs she brings the ice chest she brings the canopy like we have all this stuff in in like a little setup and usually or actually always with the crossfit competitions we've been to there's areas where they will allow you to pitch a tent to set up um to just have like your chill out area i recommend going early so you can pick out the best area that you know you're gonna feel comfortable with somewhere that you can have i really uh recommend a canopy or a tent or whatever something where you can have shade um that will that really helps having some comfy chairs um having an ice chest full of snacks and we'll talk or easy to digest snacks and we'll talk about that in a minute you want to bring your pre-workout. Now, on the day of competition, you don't want to consume anything that you have not been already consuming. Oh, going back to preparing before I forget this is that the week before, you don't want to do anything crazy. So like you want to start just, you you can do some light conditioning. You, uh, I would not, do not do anything that's going to make you sore going into competition. So the fast few days like you want to take it light and easy um now now that is not the time the week before is not the time to try to max out on anything or to try to go really hard on anything maybe do maybe at the beginning of the week what we'll do we'll go through another run through on the one that we are uh most the event that we're most nervous about but then as it gets closer to that saturday that we compete it's like okay the last few days we're really not doing anything and we're just relaxing and stretching sometimes i'll go get adjusted from the chiropractor i'll do my foam rolling mobility work make sure that i'm going in and my mobility is good and i'm not sore that's so that's a really important step too so going back to what to bring a pre-workout that you are used to taking today is not the day to try anything new now is not the day if you're not used to working out with pre-workout to go ham and like take something like woke af and it's like all this caffeine and you're like crackhead out right before you go in a competition you can't like you're all jittery like no today is not the day today is not the day to do that right and that's another thing our first event I took way too much caffeine I think I had and it didn't help that we were that one was weird it was on Friday 13th and they did it in the evening 
but I had like three energy drinks maybe that day. Um, I would actually, the way I do it is I will have an energy, I will start drinking an energy drink or my pre-workout like 30 minutes before the first event. Usually there's like three events and then I'll have like a fit aid after that or after the second event. And then um, I might have more caffeine before the third event, but I don't take, I like the first one I was taking caffeine like before every one. <laughs> and I was like, it was too much, it was too much. And so I, I recommend, uh, that's another thing to bring is like Fit Aids, something, Fit Aids, electrolyte water, water, um, things like that are gonna replenish you. Uh, don't forget your chalk, your grips, your belt, your knee sleeves, it, all those things that you are going to use whenever you're out there in the event. Also, broken in shoes, guys. Do not go and wear, go buy some new awesome shoes to wear and then go compete in them. Like you want to wear shoes that you're used to working out in that are comfortable, that are broken in. I have like my go-tos. They're like some old nanos. I think they're like, the Nano 7 or Reebok Nano 7s or something. And they're just like my old faithfuls. I think they're Nano 6 or Nano 7. And so I compete in those. Like there was one, Kimbra's, she's kind of bougie. So she likes us to all match and everything. So our first competition together with Sarah at the Tres Amigos, we had like matching outfits, like Fleo matching outfits. And then she's like, yeah, let's get like these really, the new Nike uh, Metcon 7s. And they're like these really pretty purple ones that are like, they were like a, a limited edition kind of thing. I don't I don't think it was like their, the main colors of those Metcons. And she's like, yeah, these are nice. And so we got the shoes and I started like working out in them because I'm like, okay, I got to break them in. But my feet would never get used to them. They were hurting my arches too much. So I was like, I'm sorry, guys. Like I'll wear them. I put them on for pictures. But whenever we went and actually competed, like I switched into my old like run out, like run down like nanos and, and stuff because that is what I can move better in. And so keep that in mind is you want something you want to feel comfortable in whatever you're wearing too. Extra pair of clothes, extra pair of shoes. I don't sweat a lot naturally, so I'm fine like wearing the same thing. But I know the other girls, they were like some uh, some people like to change, you know, like you want to feel fresh. You want to just be drenched. The last <laughs> competition we did in San Antonio, though, the humidity was off the chain. I live in West Texas. We're not used to humidity. It's dry here. And I love that. I love that there's no humidity. But we went to San Antonio and that day it was like misty. It was supposed to rain and the humidity was insane. So like that one, I wish I would have brought extra pair of clothes because I was like drenched and it wasn't, there was all these bugs. Like it was, I was like, please bring me back to the desert <laughs> after that. Um, another thing to think about guys is stomach medicine. So your nerves are going to be all going crazy. Like it, it just, it is what it is. <laughs> and so for me, I like Alka-Seltzers. Like they, that calms me down and makes me feel like, okay, chills me out and it works for my stomach. Whatever medicine works for your stomach, you might want to bring some ever in case. The same thing, Tylenol or Advil, like you might get a headache, you might, you know, that kind of stuff. So be prepared for that. Also the day of I that morning, I wouldn't eat anything too heavy. Uh, I would eat something that's high in carbs and high in protein and low in fat. You don't want to eat anything that's greasy. You don't want to eat anything that's high in fiber or fats because it's going to take longer to digest. You want quick digesting carbs and protein, things that you are used to eating. Um, some of my go-tos actually are like those Jimmy Dean microwavables, like the sandwiches or like the the little like protein breakfast cup things that they have with like eggs and like sausage or what a turkey. You can get one for like 
egg whites and turkey sausage or something like that. Um, another good thing, if you're used to eating, it would be like oatmeal and some protein in it. Something that is going to, something your stomach's used to digesting is something that is quick and easy to digest. And that goes back now to what to eat on the day of. Um, my go-tos, I love grapes. They're like, you know, grapes are, are something that's pretty easy digestible. They have a lot of like fructose, like they have like a quick burst of energy, sugar, um, bananas, uh, protein shake, protein bar, even a, like a sandwich. Like now today, the comp day is not the day to be trying to eat like super healthy and all the vegetables and all the all the like fruits. Okay. But I wouldn't be eating like stuff that's high and like too high in fiber um, or just that is hard to digest or fat, like has as high in fats. And so you want quick digesting carbs, like a sandwich is perfect, like some, yeah, some like fast digesting carbs, like some bread and some turkey or something like keep it very simple. Um, Keep it to things that you know, you're going to digest well too. And that's going to give you energy. Some people like to eat like gummy candies and pixie sticks and stuff like that in between the sessions, just because it's like a quick uh, energy source, right? So replenish. All you're trying to do is just replenish your glycogen stores if you went really hard. Um, and then let's see what else. Um, what to do in between events. So try to get some rest if you can. That's really, like I said, easier said than done. Uh, watch the leaderboard. I kind of talked about that. Kind of scope out who is your biggest competition. It doesn't mean who is like going to be first, like unless you're trying, unless you are close to being first. What I mean by biggest competition is who is the closest competition around you. If you are looking like you're placing in fifth, who is that person that's in third and fourth? And maybe even look at the person behind you in sixth because you want to stay ahead of them. So that's your biggest competition, right? And you want to watch the different heats and how they're competing, how they're performing. Even looking at like how are they um, going about the workouts? Is it the same? Like, do you? Because we have gotten that too. Like watching other people be like, oh, that might be a better way to to like do that workout, you know? And so then we're like, okay, like we might change up a strategy at the end a little bit. Uh, so that's something to do. Also, I would recommend thirty minutes before your event. Um, of course, like if you have somebody that's like close to you in competition and they're the heat before you, you know, kind of take into that play that time you want to go like kind of watch them a little bit. Um, but give yourself some time to stretch, to warm up to whatever the movement is. Like if it's a heavy lift, they should have barbells there. They should have things to do to warm up, like get your mindset right. And then that means also I forgot going back. Bring a foam roller, bring things that you use for mobility, for stretching, bring a a band, like uh, some type of resistant band that you can use to warm up or like a PVC pipe to do mobility. Uh, Bring a yoga mat because most of the time these setups are going to be on like the road, on a road or something or cement. Um, Bring all those kinds of things, even if you can maybe and you have room. I would even bring a barbell like, you know, most of it, like I said, all the places, all the competitions I've been to, they have a barbell set up. But sometimes it's just like you have to wait for it too. like they only have a, like a limited amount. 
And so that's why you want to start thinking about these things like at least 30 minutes, like 30 minutes ahead of time, because you might get up into the area where it's like the warm up area and their limited equipment area because they're limited on space and you might have to wait to use something. So keep that in mind um, because you do want to warm up a little bit. You do. Uh, and then it's also just getting yourself in the right mindset. <laughs> this is like, speaking of the right mindset. So this is just like a little uh, little story. I wanted the last competition in San Antonio we went to the last event. Like I said, the last event, and you got to watch it. Like a lot of these competitions too, they'll make the last event like the gritty one. Like you got to really like let's see who could just just kill themselves on this last event like they're not it's usually not anything like too hard it's just like you're going balls to wall so anyways this last event it started with a bike and it was like a buy-in right and then you have an amrap for time and it's like you want to do i talked about a little earlier you want to go as fast and hard on the bike as you can because you're based uh your score is going to be based on how many reps that you get into the amrap so uh, we were like going balls to wall on this bike right and right afterwards part of the amrap was box it was burpee box jump overs uh, it was, I think, dumbbell uh, uh, double presses, and it was um, chest to bar. And we're thinking, oh, shit, like they know what they're doing. You're going to go from the bike to doing box jumps, bur- not even box jump overs, burpee box jump overs. Like we were so nervous when we we would do that, that uh, event, that workout that we were like, okay, we can't miss this box. Like our legs are jello after the bike. Like let's not bust our chin on this box. And at competition, every competition I've been to, they have wooden boxes. At our gym, we have wooden boxes and we have soft rogue boxes. I think they're rogue or there's some other brand. But anyways, um, of course, we always use the softer boxes because they're forgiving. If you hit your shin on it, it's not going to freaking hurt. It's not going to like, you know, put you out. And so, but at competition, they've always been wooden boxes. So we're like, shit, like, we got to really make sure we clear that box. So we're out there kind of getting our mindset right. We already had warmed up. We're, we're, uh, it's literally the heat before us. And you hear just a scream, like, like just a painful scream coming from the building. And you're like, oh shit, what happened? And another girl walks out and she's like, uh, she's from like the camp, the, people that are camping next to us, the gym that's camping out next to us. And she goes, holy shit, guys, this girl just broke her ankle doing, she missed the box jump. And we're like, oh my gosh, like our biggest fear, right? So it's like, you have to have that mind. So uh, you can't let that shit get to you. And I mean, poor girl, like I didn't go in there, but you could just hear her scream. And then when they moved here, you hear her scream again. And it's like, you can tell it was, she was in a lot of pain. And so, you know, that can mess with you, like going into that event, knowing that. And it's like, but you got to block it out and you can't think about things like that. And you can't like let it consume you because when you do that and it gets into your head, it's the more likely that you're going to mess up and you're going to do something like that, you know? So you just got to go in there. You got to be confident. You just got to just just go and know that, um, you know, it's going to, it's not going to be forever. Like that's another thing too, guys, you don't want to ever end an event and feel like you left something in the tank or you left something out there. Like you want to know that you gave it your all because no matter what you place at, you're going to be happy for yourself. And I, that's how I feel with all these events. Yeah. We placed, uh, I placed first on two events and even on that second one, 
Like there's things, definitely things I would have done differently, but we still went out there. We still pushed ourselves. We still gave it all that we got in the capacity that we could. So I was proud of us. Like it's not always about placing. It's about knowing you went out there and you just put it all out there. And it's a great feeling. Like it's, I mean, it's, I'm a sucker for pain, I guess, too, because it, I mean, it's intense and it's, I'm not saying that it's like a cakewalk. Like you go out there and you're like, oh shit, here we go. Like hyping yourself up and it's nerve wracking and people are watching you. And, um, you know, both, and then all my, all, for some reason, every time I do an event or do a CrossFit competition, it's like the week before my period where I'm PMSing and my strength usually goes down. I feel like shit. Like literally two of them, I felt like I was getting sick, but it's because of my period. I have PMDD. So my periods are PMS is like really extreme to the point where sometimes it really it makes me feel like I am coming down with the flu like or a cold. Like it really does affect my body. And so having to mentally push past that too has been really challenging and hard for me. I'm hoping this upcoming one, now that they moved it, it won't be uh, like right before my period starts and I have to deal with that. But just knowing that our mindset matters a lot, guys, because even though um, all those hormone stuff was going on with me during these competitions. A lot of them I have went in there and I have either at least hit my PR or have gotten a PR or done better than what I thought I was going to do, you know, because it is a lot of mindset because your your mind is going to give out before your body all the time, 100%. So, think, so keep that in mind when you're out there. Um, and just make yourself proud like that's and have fun with it and just, you know, uh, meet other people and just make it like a fun experience. And that's what I want to leave this on is the other thing that we do after every competition is we freaking celebrate like no matter what we do, like especially like, OK, if you get first, like that's totally like you something to celebrate, but even just getting through it because it's been weeks of grinding. It's been weeks of preparing. It's been a lot on your mind. Uh, mind. It's, it's, it's a lot. So plan afterwards to go have a celebratory meal. Go eat something that you really like, especially because if you are traveling for competitions, like all the competitions, of course, we're going to have to travel. I live in a small town in the middle of nowhere. Like there's not going to be a competition here. So we have to travel. And we always make it a point to even before we go, like before we even go out of town, we already know what we're going to eat afterwards and what we're going to do, like and have fun with it and bring people with you. That's what makes it fun. It's like in San Antonio and whenever we got first and we barely, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Every little bit counts. We barely beat those girls like by a few reps on that last event and that was the one that was going to be the determination between who was going to get it and I guess we were just a little bit more gritty right so at the end and and that so we were all hyped so we're like yeah let's go downtown San Antonio we're gonna have drinks and we're gonna eat Mexican food and I mean and it was a blast and it was so much fun we ended up at like some like we had um my friend Shelly's daughter with us and she wasn't 21 yet so because we, we were like oh let's go to, like how at the moon and let's go to coyote ugly and all this stuff but she couldn't get in so we found this uh club that was like 18 and up and i haven't been to like a dance club in a long time we had a blast it was so much fun um, so yeah, make sure you celebrate afterwards and, and, you know, cut loose and let go of all that stress that's been building up for the weeks of anticipation and getting to the event and like your adrenaline, you will be on an adrenaline high afterwards. Like 
you're you're pretty much your adrenals just shot. And then expect that the next couple of days, you're going to be pretty tired and you're probably going to need extra sleep and you probably just needed to low key it. Like when I come back a week, the week I come back from competition, I don't push myself very hard in the gym that following week because um, I'm just my body shot. <laughs> Even like I said, just coming down from that adrenaline high, it's it's like uh, it's pretty tiring. So that is my gist. I know this was a longer podcast than I usually try to do. I usually try to do 30 minutes. But I feel like everything that I share with you guys, I hope is helpful, I hope is beneficial. I hope overall that if you've been on the fence about trying a, a, a CrossFit competition or actually just any kind of competition, um, I really, it, it, you know, I really say try it. Try it at least once. You don't know. You, you know, I grew up. If you followed my journey, I grew up, I didn't play sports. I was a, I was a nerd in high school, guys. I did not play sports. Um, so I don't know. I didn't have any idea how I was going to feel about competing physically. I'm used to, I was used to growing up competing intellectually, like in like UIL and Business Professionals of America um, and like speaking. And I was, I never did sports. And so I was like, I told Sarah, I was like, man, this could go either way, Sarah. I could get hooked or I mean, you know, I might just not like this, right? Like for a first competition after the first event, I was like, I'm hooked. Like, I like this. I was like, this is fun. So you don't know until you go out there and you try it and um, just go have fun with it overall. Just make it a fun experience and don't put a lot of pressure on yourself, especially your first competition. And that's the whole point of this, guys. Like, I am not going out there to like be like the top CrossFit athlete, like, or to go to the CrossFit games. Like, I just want to go and have fun. Like, I want to go have fun and I want to push myself and see where I compare to other people that are around my, you know, uh, my level. And, and that's really fun. And, and with that said, speaking of competitions, um, that I'm just doing them for fun. I'm actually doing one that I'm like, Ooh, this one is going to be competitive. Um, I just apply, not applied. I just signed up to be in the, um, fittest experience. So to do the online qualifier to see if I qualified to go to Austin. And I think they do it like in January and I'm going to try in the intermediate division. And so that's coming up October 12th is I think when they release the first workout set of workouts. This is my first time doing the online qualifier. And supposedly from my understanding, it's a big deal. There's like, there is an RX division and there's some pretty top CrossFit athletes that will compete in that division. So it would just be really cool to qualify at Intermediate and get to just to go for the event of it, just for the, like the experience of it, because I heard it's pretty cool. But anyway, so that's a, another thing I have coming up. Um, but yeah, I'm going to leave you guys with that. And like I always say, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now, guys.